Hi, and welcome to Five Minutes with Phil. Timothy, my son. The Spirit clearly says, 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, the Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such things come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods. Paul gives us two examples of the kind of teaching that hypocritical liars are guilty of. So we'll look at them one at a time. They forbid people to marry this week, and next week we're going to look at order them to abstain from certain foods. Why would they forbid people to marry? God's plan from the beginning was that the two, husband and wife, man and woman, would become one to create a family. The plan is that most of the time the two-member family will become three and then four, maybe five, and so on. Be fruitful and multiply, the Lord said. In fact, the family became the central building block for society. The family is where people learn about their customs, their beliefs, their practices, and their relationships. As goes the family, so goes the world. As Joshua neared the end of his life, he stood before the leaders and the people who had made it into the promised land and proclaimed that all that God had done through their ancestors, their family, from Abraham until the present day, as he concluded, we find this interaction. Now, fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness, Joshua said. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord." And then the people answered, we too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, you're not able to serve the Lord. He's a holy God. He's a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he's been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And all the people said, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. We me and my household, me and my family, will serve the Lord and obey him. Well, the best of intentions simply don't last very long, and we do serve a God who is a very powerful enemy, not as powerful as he, but very powerful anyway. And one of the ways the enemy has of pulling us away from God is through the destruction of the family. For a few years, I served as a chaplain in a medium security institution, populated by several hundred inmates. About a quarter of them were what I call one and done. What they did was so horrendous, 
due to anger, addictions, or just plain evil, that they were put in prison after a single offense. If or when they are released, they'll most likely not offend again. Then there are the gang members, drug dealers, who are tough as nails. You don't want to mess with them. Many inmates at this institution are in protective custody to protect them from other inmates. They're often the pedophiles, the sex offenders, dangerous offenders, and pornographers. Finally, there are the mentally ill who are violent and need society to be protected from them and their illness. In all my time there, I don't recall a single conversation with a single inmate which showed me that they had a strong, intact, supportive family. Many had no idea who their fathers were or knew little about them. Especially with fathers, there was no real relationship, and almost always the relationship with mom wasn't much better. In summary, their families were a broken mess, just the way Satan likes it. Paul may have wished that all men could be single as he was for the sake of the ministry, but he also knew that God had given desires to people, and he said, it's better to marry than to burn with passion. In other words, if you can't remain celibate, get married. In our world, the age of marriage is as high as it's ever been, something like 35 for women and 38 for men. I found that shocking. Mid or even late 20s wouldn't have surprised me, but mid 30s? Wow. I'm thinking this is a reflection of several things. The first would be that the number of marriages that fail early result in divorce, and second marriages begin closer to 40. The other is the expectation by our culture that everyone is sexually active, whether they are in a marriage or not. Paul's words above would go on deaf ears. Better to marry than to burn with passion? Why not just express my passion without any restrictions or limitations? Not getting married means not experiencing the best of what marriage is meant to be and losing out on this best of all building blocks for our world and certainly for the body of Christ. Most kids grow up and adopt standards which can be traced to their parents, at least to some degree. Add to that the recreational sex with no strings attached, the availability of birth control, unfortunately including abortion, and you can see the problems multiply. We get into that abstain from certain foods discussion next week. But for now, think about your family, the one that brought you into this world. Think about the impact they, especially your parents, had on you. In what ways were they really good examples for who you ought to be? And in what ways were they the exact opposite? From them, you learned things never to do. Pray for them. Thank the Lord for them. And then seek the Lord's wisdom for how you can be the best person that you can possibly be for those in your current family, your spouse, your kids, and even your siblings and their families. If you don't have someone in your family who's a good role model for you, seek out someone who has a great family. Spend time with them and learn from them. You'll be blessed if you do.